0: Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Welcome back to another episode of Mixing with Moni. I'm your host, Moni. And today we're going to have a very special guest by the name of Samantha from the podcast and Instagram page, Socially Drinking, and the Instagram page, Samantha Drinking. And she's a very fun girl who's pretty much right what we're looking for. She likes to drink and talk shit, talk about things that are interesting to her, things that Excite her, books she's read, shows she's watched, activities she's done while drinking, and that's basically all that we do here. That's all that mixing with money is about, mixologists. That's what we like to do. We like to sip something, pour something, mix something, and just talk shit about each other. Not really, really more so people that we don't know, which is the best way to do it, right? So I thought it would be a great way to kind of expand and go with someone who doesn't just have a Bravo podcast and has a podcast that explores so many other things, but is still down to turn up and get fun and a little dirty with us in the conversation by talking about all the train wrecks that have happened this week on Bravo. Not a whole lot going on, but I'm still very excited with what we have. And most people are not liking these seasons of Jersey, Vanderpump Rules, and Atlanta. But I think you know, slow and steady wins the race. couple things, big highlights that have come out as I'm recording this or before I put this out. Vicky Gonzalez has retired retired. <clears throat> fired. Just kidding. She was not fired. She did retire. But I believe it's because she did say to all of us on Watch It Happens Live and BravoCon that she would not return unless it was full time. I thought she was bluffing. You know you thought she was bluffing. They offered a friend of, again, I'm hearing allegedly and she held true to her word and did not want to stay. And I could not be more thrilled. Adios, Victoria Gumbelson. I don't care. I called her Bumbleson on my Instagram and you guys seem to really enjoy that. So we'll just call her Bumvelson from now on. And so adios, Victoria Bumbleson go sell some insurance girl like go back to your regular job since you're always reminding us about how you have a real job but always stay on the show so bye bye to you and another big thing in news I don't know if you guys have seen it on my Instagram stories yet basically it has been found out and exposed via the bitch sesh podcast that and around a 30 minute mark if you want to go listen to that after you listen to me um that the, I forget his name, but they had him, a guy come on who is an actor friend of Daniel and Casey's who are both actors as well, like actual established C-list actors. And they are pretty well accomplished and have some pretty great connections. They're just obsessed with Bravo as we all are. And they had this guy there who was their friend. He was there at the book signing. Um, I'm gonna talk about the book signing and the fight with Samantha Upcoming, But because I recorded that before I'm recording this, I will say, let me preface with at the time that we discussed it, I did not know that apparently that fight was refilmed allegedly four times. And it was the fifth take that we saw because basically... They, It's like The Bachelor, they have to revamp for lighting, they have to revamp for angles, they keep wanting to get the same thing over and over. We've seen plenty of reshots now, and it's only been like four episodes, and every single episode we see editing flaws, but now this man, whom is now my my hero, he's telling us they reshot this, Tom was basically cued to come in, he was there taking pictures with fans before they even had the scene where he goes into the book signing, he walks into the book signing Then basically all hell breaks loose and then they would basically break the shot, say cut. They would allegedly give them a a chance to reposition, move someone over there, move someone here, which is something that me and Samantha say. So I won't spoil it too much, is that the fight looked incredibly staged. Like if you look, if you think about stage acting, they're never allowed to turn their backs to the camera. They have to fight. As if and talk and converse as if they're always facing each other directly at profile to the audience where we're looking at the size of their faces and bodies, which is not what happens in real life. But that's what they do so that they're never back to camera or to audience so that we can always see what's happening in front of them. That is exactly how they were staged to me. And I mentioned that, but now it makes sense. And no, even though I didn't know that before, I have felt a little tingle in my wrinkles that there was some staging happening and a little bit of of this was scripted so i feel very vindicated in knowing this fight was just for us. It was for fun. There was a lot of other things that happened. And the reason that it seems like it escalated so quickly is because they would basically refilm the shot over and over again and make them repeat the same lines that they ended with or something or say that again and do it again. So they were consistently getting madder and madder as the production would reshoot. And as they were walking around, they would be texting the cast and saying things like, this person was just talking about you, and this person was just saying, "Oh, they already mentioned you." Oh, Stassi just talked about you at your at the book signing. Oh, she just read about you. So it was really ramping them up before they got there and keeping them on their toes. And basically, we fell into a trap. Okay, so that being said, now we know better, so we would do better. And I'll continue to cover Vanderpump Rules, but through the lens of a squinted eye, like a, mm-hmm, "What's happening here?" But. That being said, go listen to Bitch Sesh after this. It's the 30 minute mark. Um, and that is where they explain everything that happened. There are scenes that were majorly cut out. La was there. We didn't even see her. It was a hot ass mess. And that is exactly why we got what we got. So we can all calm down. Maybe we don't even have to pick sides because it was kind of all done in the very, what's the word? like The show Unreal, which shows how The Bachelor is allegedly done yeah that's where we're at so producers have played a dirty game with us and they think we're all stupid but i'm gonna keep watching because I, I maybe i am i don't know so anyways moving on those are the big things that have come out since other things that no one cares about is Mamma's Bear Cheese is gonna hit the shelf soon so you can go spend your money on that because i won't and i heard that lala's podcast is eh but her song with james is also and eh, it's not very good so that being said we're gonna move on on into the regular schedule mixing with money programming where i'll be talking with samantha coming up next so. the the solo cups in the front seat. you know i don't
1: drink, but i can talk to you right in-
0: I'm sorry, y'all. I, I I normally only play 20 seconds, maybe less, but y'all just had to hear it to believe it. That is the latest bop from Lala Kent and DJ James Kennedy, a.k.a. White Kanye. I'm going to try to talk about it like it's the best song ever. And that is called riding wait ride with me by lala and james kennedy dj james kennedy on the ones and twos and the mic ladies and gentlemen that is what we heard is dj james kennedy on the mic is it hit it or quit it i don't know call your local radio stations and ask them to play it see what they say to you anywho we are going to move on right on into a regularly scheduled programming i just Came out today, I had to add it for you guys. And now, without further ado, I'm going to talk to somebody with some sense, Samantha from Socially Drinking. So, mixologists, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what, I should make my own podcast, I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin, yes free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, pumpkin. Literally, you put it out you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey, get yourself out there, talk to the people, connect with the people that love the same things you love, or people who maybe want to have a little Discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anger.fm to get started. That is anger.f as in father, M as in mother to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. All right, guys, as promised, I am so thrilled to have someone new on the podcast. We love our regulars, but this is something I've been looking forward to all week. I have Samantha from the podcast and Instagram account, Socially Drinking, which (laughs) I am like, first of all, that's me. Nothing's ever described me more than someone who socially drinks, drinks by myself, drinks with other people, just (laughs) drinks to drink because it's there. (laughs) But I absolutely love both your personal and your podcast account, and if you guys are not following, you definitely should be following her as well. I'll put all the handles. Um, we'll say I'm at the end, but I'll also put them in the description so they can find you. But welcome. So thank you. thank you so much for coming. Welcome, Samantha. And tell us about your podcast.
1: So Socially Drinking is a podcast about nothing and everything. I basically just drink and talk and talk shit about whatever I want to talk about that day. <laughs>
0: I love that. That's yeah. what I do regularly. I just...
1: I didn't make a podcast about that. And I probably should have. I know. It's probably going to get me in trouble one day. But that's okay. It's worth it. I love it.
0: Um, So what do you have going on with the podcast right now?
1: I just uploaded the third episode. So I've been doing this podcast for like a year. But I decided to completely rebrand. Completely change it. And so it's on the third like new episode I guess. Uh, Okay. And so I just uploaded it. And I did a review of the Bachelor franchise of the film called The Haunting of Sharon Tate and a book that I just read called The Bromance Book Club. So there oh. was a lot of thoughts there, but it's still pretty short. I like to keep them short and tight. It's 35 I minutes. I love that. I love that. I
0: wish I could get mine that low. I am always trying to say, and I'm going to put my podcast on a diet and it never works. Like
1: I mean, it's harder when you're trying to recap shows for sure
0: oh yeah people want me to address so much like they'll say <laughs> things in my dms and i'll i'll wake up to like 24 dms and i'll be like i know you're gonna talk about this what did you think about that and i just can't copy paste the same thing to every person i like to make it very personal so i'm just like listen to the show i will mention it all
1: <laughs> mention it all
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so um that is really exciting and kind of different like we've had a lot of bravo podcasters on here but I love this concept and I think everyone should tune in because I definitely will be doing that. And now I brought you over to the dark side and we're going to (laughs)
1: talk Bravo for something that might be longer than 35 minutes, but I promise people over here love that. That's totally fine. There's nothing I love talking about more than Bravo. I'm sure that my friends and family are just so sick of me talking about it. So I'm glad I can talk about it with someone who cares.
0: Okay, great. I feel much better then. Um, (laughs) That being said, we are going to go in order of arrival and also, guys, I'm going to be talking, So we're going to be talking Atlanta, Vanderpump Rules and New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I will also be discussing ratings, any kind of experiences and some extra fun, fluffy stuff and doing my FOMO. And questions that need answers the segments. I'll be doing all of that on the Patreon this week. I did just start a Patreon account. And it's not just to take your money. Though I sh- definitely could use some more. But c- couldn't we all? Um, it is because basically all the things that I want to talk about. All the things that people have asked me to talk about. Shows that are not just Bravo. I can't get them all and keep this podcast under four hours I just can't and all the shows that I like that I'll put on my Instagram that I'm watching people will say you never steered me wrong and I'm gonna watch this and I loved it because you said I would love it and I always trust you and I first of all don't do that go with your own plans but (laughs) beyond that thank you for trusting me let's all watch things together I love that everything doesn't have to be about Bravo but because this is a Bravo related podcast I do want to keep it authentic to why I started it and mix it up on a different mixer there's also different tiers um all my bonus episodes will be over there now um and the second tier is like I don't know where you get to pick basically the topics and the shows that you want me to talk about and I will talk about them whatever it is and then the last tier is you I get so many requests to come on the show all the time it's really hard when you're not podcaster for me to remember everyone because, you know, there's lots of connections that happen on Instagram and otherwise. That's how I got Samantha on the show, you know, that happened through that, but everyone asked and I would love to have everybody on at least once. So that is a better way. That'll literally get my attention <laughs> if you're a person, you did the third tier, like my basically my VIP mixologist level. And you were like, hey, I want to be on the show or I want to just have a face to f- FaceTime conversation about whatever show we just watched. So whatever it is, head over to Patreon and join some of those little clubs. And I promise to make it nice, Dorinda style. And with that being said, we will get into the regularly scheduled programming, We're talking a lot of shit about our favorite housewives of Atlanta. Well, what's your favorite housewife franchise? Is it New York? I get a New York vibe.
1: I do really like New York, but Potomac is a close second. I love Oh Potomac. my God. And I, I'm loving Jersey this season. I felt like it was really? kind of a snooze. But I loved last season and I'm loving it this season. So those are probably my top three. I absolutely love that. I almost never hear
0: that, especially about Potomac. I am the only person that ever capes for it to me as much as I do. People are on it. They get on it late. And I'm just like, it's so good and you're missing out.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Do not sleep on Potomac. It's where do it's not. at.
0: not. <laughs> and that's my that's my hometown area. So I think everyone should be watching because I think there's nothing better than Potomac ladies. I grew Mm -hmm. up around them. I I know for a fact, there's, there's no crazier. There is, they are what you see. So I am so happy to find someone who also agrees the same thing, but I have to say next to Potomac, my second favorite is Atlanta. So I am loving this season. I think that we have just begun and I already think we have a good amount of stuff to work with.
1: Oh, I agree the season of Atlanta is bringing it. It is the like the perfect, their episodes
0: are the perfect construction of a Bravo Housewife episode. There is drama, there is fights, there is shade, there's sad moments, happy moments, crying moments, like, but not too much of any one thing. Nothing feels yeah. plagued by any one of those categories.
1: I, I agree. The only edit I would make to Atlanta is getting rid of pregnant Eva because she's just always pregnant. <laughs> she doesn't yeah, do it she can't
0: really do much but like stir up the pot forget what she said with pregnancy brain and then like be pregnant and yeah. i don't want her in these situations pregnant like when she got to, in the middle of um uh, portia and Giovanna, i was nervous i was like no we need to protect the baby sit down eva
1: i know i felt the same exact way it's like that's I, too I much. just relax put your feet and, up <laughs> exactly and i but i did love
0: and probably the only redeeming moment for me this week was her husband Mike adopting or getting the name changed for her baby Marley. That was so sweet to me.
1: I absolutely so love that. My I made my boyfriend watch with me this week and he pointed out that Marley's name is Marley Ray. And I uh-huh. it just reminded me of Carly Ray Jepsen and then I hated it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. her I like the name Marley. I I'm just glad this man has, especially as an adopted person himself, he understands the need and the reason why it's so important that this girl shares a name, a family and is included and doesn't feel excluded, even if she knows she's loved. But like, it's totally included because that's what she thinks she is. She thinks this is her family and she seems no different. And I think that it was definitely the perfect time for them to get in on this and do this while she was young and knows that there is no difference before she gets older and, and starts to question. And Eva can tell her now on Eva's time and when it's the right time for Marley.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. That moment did have me a little misty in the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my eyes are sweating. <laughs> like, no, I thought that was one of the sweetest moments. And I'm that's probably my favorite moment. I don't even think that we had a lot of drama. There was a lot of setups to me, which I can hate. I hate when Bravo, and I can tell when Bravo is scripting something or setting us up, if that makes sense. Like the yeah. whole Tanya with this wig thing that was really, really weak in the delivery. I was hoping it was something else that Kenya asked her to bring over the border. I don't know, drugs, money. Anything. Fertility
1: <laughs> pills. I don't know. Anything yeah. else other than <laughs> just
0: hair. Like, they were also at carnival. Of course, she probably had a wig on or something.
1: That's what I was going to say. I hate it because I feel like someone can brag about their hair but still wear a wig or still wear extensions, and it doesn't take away from the fact that they have great natural hair. Right.
0: She had to win with natural hair, Miss USA. So she had hair, but she had it when she won.
1: I hate it that they were just trying to construct it as if Kenya was just this completely fake person because she wore a wig. (laughs) Not to mention, especially in the
0: black community, protective styles are the biggest. That's what we do. Like I have fantastic natural hair. It is very thick and I just cut it. So it's also growing and it's very healthy. I deep condition and give it protein treatments every week and a half. Like it's very, very healthy, especially being blonde. And I'm getting twists put in this weekend. Like that's what happens. With extensions because it's like not my hair that I want to do. And maybe Kenya with all that long and beautiful thick hair. She don't want to do her hair. I haven't thought of that.
1: (laughs) And sometimes, you know what?
0: You just don't want to.
1: Yeah. Or you just want to try out a different hairstyle that day or a different hair color. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. She's a woman. She can do whatever she wants. Like,
0: I don't care about that. But I do care about her kind of insinuating that. Tanya, and they keep calling him her husband. That is definitely her fiance. They are not married, but they keep calling him some kind of cheater and asking, like Kenya. I don't like what Tanya insinuated about her hair. You know that has nothing. One has nothing to do with the other. But Kenya, it may not be fake, but she is definitely a bitch for this whole cookie girl thing. Do you believe this cookie girl and? Or is this like a ploy of Bravo just to be like, or a ploy of this girl just to get on screen?
1: I felt like it's a ploy of literally everyone. It's a ploy for screen time. It's a ploy from productions. It's a ploy to stay on the show. It's, I, I didn't believe it. And I just thought that it did feel really produced and dumb. Right. And it's also and like, still Someone's does. like personal relationships, like mess with them however you want. Like you're on a TV show but don't go after like their relationship that's seemingly healthy. Right.
0: And Candy said like, you know, to Tanya, like you need to not come for Kenya unless you have savage moves. And in my opinion, you need to not come for anyone unless you have proof. Like one girl's, you know, word, why do we need to believe her on the most successful show on Bravo and one of the biggest staples in any you know, and, and pretty much most Black fem- female households is everyone may not watch Bravo, but they all watch Atlanta. Why would you not that. believe that this woman is making this up? Like, that's the most obvious thing here.
1: I agree. Yeah. I love like candy. Are you kidding you know I, mean? I feel like she brings it back to Earth.
0: <laughs> oh, Candy is a yeah. And I never have been more excited about anything than learning that she is the highest paid housewife on
1: Atlanta. I was pumped for her but I mean look at what she's done she's done so much with her life I'm so envious of like her talent and what she's done with it she is a boss ass bitch like for real a boss yes. if if I could meet any housewife from any franchise the first one would be Bethany but then I would want to meet Candy next 100% without a doubt
0: oh yes yeah, for sure I would want to meet Candy I I don't know what my next one would be I know people are going to hate this, but I, I still really want to meet LVP. I don't know why. I just love her energy. Something about the way that she narrates things and how fabulous she is in a chiffon shirt and high waisted jean and large yeah. belt buckle. It's really fascinating to me. Like I love watching people with way too much money dress poorly, and I like to see. I want to see her in real life.
1: I love LVP still. I do.
0: Okay, great. I feel like i amongst company.
1: I love her commitment to the double entendre, the weird sex jokes. I love her. I love her those. Humor.
0: I love when she is making fun of how she doesn't sleep with her husband.
1: Oh, oh, I love
0: that. I like when she doesn't understand the way other people are doing things. Like, these poor people, these young people. She's so out of the loop. I love that. She doesn't understand why Britney calls it all Versa- Versailles.
1: Versailles. Why
0: on earth would they call it that? Like, she's so concerned for all of Kentucky now. She literally <laughs> wants to, like, pray for them. Like, I no am Oh, no, we all are. But that was very <laughs> funny to me. Like, I want some Kentucky people, because I have no people from Kentucky who are not like Britney. So I want them to confirm to me that they call it Versailles and don't know what's Versailles. I don't believe everybody in Kentucky has never traveled or whatever and doesn't know what Versailles is.
1: That makes me sick to my stomach. I I don't believe her. I almost texted my brother because he's in college, and then I remembered he's in college in Kansas and not Kentucky. Oh, no. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, they're all the same.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, he's in Kansas. Is he totally freaking out or, like, is his school freaking out over them getting into the Super Bowl?
1: Everyone's very excited. I'm sure.
0: I would love to be in college in a town where their their team went to the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, that would be so dope. That be, is so oh lit. God. I would love that.
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So both Baltimore and D.C. have teams, even though the, the D.C. team is not in D.C. Um, but I... I don't know. Have we been to Super Bowl? I'm not a sports person. I know Bravo though. You can ask me any stats. I'll give you those. Me but too. I don't I don't know this shit.
1: <laughs> I'm like from Salt Lake City, was born right here. I'm super pumped for the real I to say, program. are you
0: excited? This is like your year, this is your Potomac moment. I'm because when I got Potomac, yeah. I, I went nuts. I was crying like I was so happy
1: (laughs) I'm like I have to find someone rich and get married ASAP so I can weasel my way in that's what I said I said I'm one step closer to being a housewife this is a (laughs) sign literally this
0: is a sign from God that this is meant to be for me I always Mm -hmm. wanted to be a housewife and now it's here of all
1: the cities I know it's perfect we got to do it okay I was not
0: I will ask you for the patreon some questions about I mean, I know you might not know anything about the show in particular, but people will need to know some answers because I've gotten a lot of questions. We're all a little cons- confused, but I think maybe you can help us clear this up. If you don't. Oh, know. Yeah, I, I have some juice. Oh, <laughs> OK. Well, see, this is one of the reasons, guys, that you need to be over on the Patreon because I knew I was going to ask you about Bravo experiences or House of Experiences, mm-hmm. but having someone from the next city that's coming up is, is major because I know you knew that this shocked the world. And oh, people yeah. were very confused. But okay. I i no, yeah, piss is an understatement. I was a little pissed, I'm not going to lie. But because I really wanted Chicago, and I thought I had it. Like, I thought we were close. But at the yeah. same time, I remember when Potomac filmed, and, and when it was premiering, the hashtag was, where's Potomac? Because no one knew what it was, where it was. And the the thing is, in, in D.C., we like it that way. We do yeah. not want you to know. Because when if people start looking up, like, richest cities in America, lots of money in America, I don't like that all the three of our cities in the D.C., Mill, Virginia area are on that list. I want people to stay far away because the traffic is abysmal <laughs> when they all move there because everyone already knows the jobs are there and then they realize they can get big houses and there's jobs and there's job security with the federal government and there's great school. And I'm like, can you go home? Like, can you go home? You're like, I get do out not here. want you here. Like, exactly. Like, we want to be on the low because I bring friends all the time they'll come home and they'll drive through the city or something with me or even through like west bumblefuck Virginia and they'll be like what is this house and I'm like oh that's just that oh that's that oh that's where so and so lives. and they're like what I'm like you do know we have every single politician in all of your godforsaken countries in this city they're all here <laughs> like, that's a good point yeah. and your taxes pay them a lot of money did you know that <laughs> Not to mention most of them were lawyers and stuff beforehand. Like, they have money.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: And they all have to live there because they have to work there on the hill. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not to mention we have two teams. Football, baseball, basketball, all that shit.
1: There's so many people there. People don't, like, add it up in their head. They think D.C. and they think the White House and they think that's it.
0: (laughs) And, yeah, that's so funny. I always ask people when they want to come. They're like, show me around. I'm like, so do you want to see Washington, D.C.? Or do you want to see D.C.? Because there's two <laughs> totally different things. Like, I'll take you on the White House, but the White House is, A, smaller in person. Nobody gives a fuck about it anymore. It no. is so hard to get up there get to it. And it's, it's, like, nothing there. Like, it's small. It's just, it's, okay, you walk it past the gate once and take a picture, and then what else do you do for the rest of your day? You have, like, three hours on that parking meter. You must do something with your day.
1: Like... Spend way too much money on a glass of wine or lunch or something. Oh, for
0: sure, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Easily $14 on one sangria.
1: So (laughs) insane. It's like it is absolutely nuts.
0: I just recently moved to Atlanta and I'm loving the happy hour prices and stuff I find around here. Oh, it's fantastic. I can drink to my heart's desire. I had three Prosecco's tonight. It was great. I love that. Absolutely great. I was socially drinking.
1: Like you have to (laughs)
0: do. Listen, somebody else who might need to put down the drinking and not drink too much back in Atlanta is Dennis. The I'm going to call him the Menace McKinley. Dennis the Menace McKinley. This apology tour that he's on with Portia, it is so sad because in real time we know Dennis has been photographed with multiple women Mm -hmm. at one time. (laughs) Because when he cheats, he does it big. He's been photographed with multiple women. At an Atlanta diner, an Atlanta diner at like four in the morning when his fiance is at home with their baby who's not even a full year old. I don't
1: think. Insane. I hate Dennis so much. I hate his facial hair. It's all Everything I could think about having the, the poor man's
0: Jermaine Dupree. Dupree. He's the poor man's Jermaine Dupree.
1: I just don't understand how he gets that full square below his lip and still keeps a little triangle right there. Like I don't. I, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "How would a barber actually do that? Like, what tools are being used?" I don't I don't understand his facial hair situation. I couldn't even focus. I hate him so much. I just want him off of my TV, out of Porsche's life forever.
0: <laughs> I can't stand him. And it looks like we might be getting closer because Watch What Happens Live, she was being very, very vague and
1: thought, yeah.
0: did not want to watch th- talk about this at all. She didn't want to even deal with this. She's just like, mm-hmm, it's a work in progress. And I'm like, ooh, hopefully she's seeing the light. But Dennis sat down with his Soon to be mother in law and soon to be sister in law, and his mom, and basically did an apology tour where he was apologizing to his, his uh, fiance's family for cheating on them. Like, I don't understand how that warrant what, what apology that would warrant, but I don't think he, it was sufficient. And beyond that, he was talking about how he wanted to explain his side when there is no side in cheating. No, you just cheat.
1: that's no side. And he's sitting there with his horrible facial hair and these fake ass tears. <laughs> and I thought that it was so manipulative of him to invite his mother without telling them. Right, he just wanted somebody
0: in his side, and I think it kind of backfired because all she did was hold the baby and go. I mean, I was mean to him every day about it, and I was like, "Did you think she was going to say it was okay for you to cheat? Like, what did you think was going to happen there with you inviting your mom?"
1: Yeah, I didn't understand that at that all. That she was going to be like,
0: yeah, I mean, maybe you should cut him some slack for cheating on you while you were pregnant with my grandbaby while she's holding the grandbaby. That won't happen. <laughs> if I've seen grandparents do anything, it is melt and bend to the wheel of the grandchild.
1: Exactly. They're not going to take anyone's side of, over that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if they, if she had taken his side or something, which again, there isn't one, and Portia kept the baby from her, she would give up Dennis before she gave up that baby.
1: So <laughs> I agree.
0: For sure. So, I don't know. I just, I don't buy it. I agree with you. It was very manipulative for him to bring his mom and not tell Portia. That was not smart. It backfired. And it was just proof that he hasn't changed. He just doesn't want to be exiled from his family anymore. And he kept saying that. He kept saying, we're family. I mean, I feel like we're family. And I'm like, what does that mean? They're supposed to forgive you blindly? Because I don't think I have to do anything. I don't feel obligated to do anything in my family.
1: I agree. So many of the men on these shows are horrible. And I hate them all. (laughs) Most of them all. I always say when I watch hashtag the
0: bar is on the floor. Yeah. Yes, it is. That is my move, man. The bar is on the floor. Like, it's so low. The only redeemable man is Mike, Eva's husband. And that's because he doesn't talk a lot. He's a (laughs) lawyer and he's very practical. And he just adopted his baby. Yeah. Like... Anybody who does that, I'm happy. But I don't know how we go from one person adopting and claiming legally a child that is not theirs because they love them as their own. How we go from that to a man who cheats on a woman who is pregnant with a baby that is his own? I don't know. It
1: it baffles me. I don't understand how these gorgeous, amazing women are just finding the scum of the earth to get- Portia
0: is absolutely
1: gorgeous. I love Portia. She's With the personality
0: girl. of a queen. Like she is the best person now. She's funny. She's witty. She's like really quick on her feet. I think she's read since we first met her. So she's like a little smarter now. Like she's a great girl.
1: <laughs> You're like, she learned to read. So yes. Did she now knows what the underground railroad
0: was. <laughs> she knows where it went, what it was, if it was underground or not. Like she's very aware. And yeah. I like that. I love her. I think she's had a great glow up since she first got on the show. I don't know how we backpedal to this. I um, Actually, the same thing about Todd. I'm not a big fan of Todd with Candy. And I think Candy is a boss. Like, I love her. And I just think that he is so trying to prove that he is half the man, that she is woman. And he's coming up short all the time.
1: I know. I agree. I used to, like, root for Todd so hard. Because when- you
0: don't want Mama Joyce to be right. She was so mean yeah.
1: And I and I felt like you could see the love. I like was like Todd's a good dude. What is happening? And then now I'm just baffled, cause I don't understand what Todd is doing.
0: And now Mama Joyce was right, I and mean, we should have listened. I know she saved us all this. We could have saved all this time and effort.
1: Maybe that's the lesson we should all learn. Be more like listen Mama. to Mama be Joyce. Yeah, see it. Be kind of bitchy, be kind of rude, as long as you're listen
0: right, them to their limit and see what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then the only last thing that we have for Atlanta is off screen. Nene leaks in this little feud that might be happening with Wendy Williams, her new friend that she just rekindled a friendship with like last week or really a couple months ago. And her texting Wendy that she was going to quit the show, which I believe was a ploy just so Wendy would talk about it and basically Bravo would stop punishing her because Andy kisses Wendy's ass. But no. then Nene says, Who said that? as if we couldn't get the text as if Wendy would lie, as if Wendy was supposed to what not tell us. She has an Emmy nominated talk show. I think she's gonna talk them, on the talk show.
1: Yeah. I think that both of them are so thirsty these days because Wendy's kind of had a fall from grace in a way in the past couple of weeks. You she's gotten herself in a lot of hot water. She made fun of the children with cleft lips. She, I don't know what else she did, but it was also really horrible. Nene hasn't like hardly been on the show. People are just kind of over oh, her. They're
0: punishing her,
1: and so I think they're both so thirsty. They're just doing as much as they can to stay in the spotlight.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And I just think that Nini also just did this as a ploy. I don't because Nini She's only hard. ever keeps people around her that are useful, and to her having a friend who has a talk show is useful. So I'm, yeah, and I'm sure I don't believe someone like Nene would ever really be friends with someone like Wendy Williams because Wendy Williams talks too goddamn much about mm-hmm. everybody on her show, and Nene does not handle criticism well, like doesn't. So she would not let Nene, I mean, let Wendy talk about her ever. So, but Wendy's gonna do it anyway. So it's like it makes no sense that she would be friends with her because she doesn't handle criticism unless she needs her for something, and that sounds like Nene.
1: Yeah. I told someone the other day that Nini would be friends with Kim Zolciak again if she thought it would benefit her.
0: Oh, yeah. And we've seen her do it like three or four times.
1: At least. And even I now, off, take pictures was, like, with... racist. I still think she would be like, oh, that's going to benefit me. That's going to keep me in the spotlight. Let me just call Kim real quick.
0: And I think all the rest of the Atlanta woman would look at her like, what are
1: you doing? Like, would <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> you not. I don't want again. I hate
0: her. I don't. I can't stand her. And I do agree that she was, she has been racist way more times than she wants to admit and that we want to admit that we let her get away with. Oh, but yeah. she has really kicked herself in the ass now with the things she said before she like, left the show. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm over her. But you're right. Nene would deaf if she if there was a reason, like say Kim was getting renewed for her own show she was over Housewives and really quitting, but they would give her a spinoff she would go back to Kim.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) same.
0: Oh, yeah, no. And I do hope that she, that rumors with her husband are not true. I believe them to be, but I do hope that they're not true and that he did not cheat on her um, with some woman got her pregnant, very Wendy Williams style, which is probably why she also wanted to rekindle that relationship. And We'll find out. Time will tell. Because when he, I mean, Nene did used to always say they were having problems before the cancer, and that would definitely be a problem. So I hope that yeah. is not true. That is all alleged, but God, that would be awful. Damn
1: it, Greg. Yeah, I'd be so disappointed, in Greg. I'm also Nene. When I was first watching The Housewives, 100 years ago, Nene was my favorite. I idolized her I thought she was hilarious I thought she was so funny I think Uh, that was
0: most people she was the quickest witted back in the day and now she just seems over it and sad and miserable
1: like inside and out and I'm like you're not mean in the fun way like you're just mean
0: (laughs) yeah I love the old way mean with Sheree that's what we need we need Sheree back I don't know why people keep getting rid of her
1: fix that body and fix that face
0: was one of the best fights I've ever seen <laughs> and, and then who was, gonna check me boo like are you kidding me Sheree was a gem I don't know why people don't want
1: her <laughs> I loved Sheree and Sheree always had good drama they always yes, they were something to watch on screen oh, sure. I love them
0: and now they're semi okay cause Sheree needed sugar so she hopped from one mansion in the woods to the other mansion in the woods and <laughs> I'm like I want to see that Like, I wish that was filmed but nevertheless We will see what happens with Atlanta. I'm curious to see where we go from here because it's just going to be more of the Kenya and Tanya show, which I don't think is a fight I want to watch, but Kenya just got back. It doesn't even feel like she just got back on the show, but she just got back and she needs to fight with someone that isn't a staple yet.
1: So Mm -hmm. she needed
0: to fight with someone that's newer because she doesn't have any real history with them. And that way she can prove her spot and prove her messiness, which I guess I understand, but it's still kind of stupid. It's not a genuine fight.
1: No, I just I've loved this season so far because of the fight in the hotel room when everyone's mm-hmm. screaming, boobs are flying out everywhere. That There's was amazing. Whole bestiality claim against Dennis, which I just want to. Marlo is so on funny that. every
0: time about it.
1: Oh, when Marlo was like, "I was not going to bring my puppies around him," I <laughs> died. I was laughing so hard. I did too. And I'm so excited to see in the like coming up this season or whatever. It showed that Nini scene of Nini and Kenya getting getting in a fight and Nini oh, I can't wait. spit allegedly. I can't wait to see that. I to think me,
0: those great. are the only two worthy opponents of each other. Oh. They're the only ones on each other's level of fighting. So I can't wait to see that as well. And I think Marlo when to talk about those puppies, it is my favorite joke we've had so, so far this season, next to Nini's first appearance where she said to can to candy um what's this about Dennis and the Petco <laughs> and oh so we, do we need to get Porsche a rabies shot <laughs> that's the needy i love and remember <laughs> i know me still <laughs> out the loop got little bits and pieces but like what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> i love that that was uh, atlanta always delivers to me even when they're not on their best they're there, they're better than everyone else yeah yeah, And speaking of other inauthentic fights that I don't necessarily believe, but w- sure, we'll bite. I should probably start a segment called, sure, we'll bite, yeah. <laughs> where we talk about how Bravo just de- loves to think we're idiots. So, but yeah, we'll bite. And that is Vanderpump Rules. And oh, before we get do <laughs> into the Tom and Stasi fight and this whole pasta situation, which has really perplexed me and made me very upset. More than it should, <laughs> more than it should be upsetting me is whether or not this girl had pasta. But before we get to that, Sheena is making some waves and out here really proving in real life and in real time that you're not going to fuck with her because she is letting us know receipts. Yeah, and I don't know if she's allowed to, but she's definitely let us know receipts. She was invited to a boy's night by Max. Max and Brett made it seem like she crashed and she was like, I did not just crash or show up. I don't need to do that. I am a staple on this show.
1: Yeah. I think she. I, was don't. Like, I started this show. Started. Don't tell me what I can't do.
0: Brought it in, ushered us in. This is because of Sheena. Okay. I know. She deserves I, some respect. I don't doubt that Bravo went to LVP and was like, the girl that slept with Brandy's husband works for you. Oh, we need to see that. And LVP was like, oh, well, if you think she's great, the rest of them, the lot of them are just awful individuals, too. And They're they were awesome. like, we need to see what that is. But I know for a fact in my mind, I would be willing to put up hard-earned money that Sheena was their reason to catalyst this show.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Because how else do
0: you run into that? That is not a coincidence that you have, out of nowhere, you don't take advantage of.
1: Exactly. Like...
0: You have a housewife that is one of the most insane housewives ever.
1: So mean, so I hate that Brandy has it.
0: And you know that her husband cheated on her multiple times while she was pregnant. And I mean multiple. And one of them that he full on dated for months works for her best friend? Come on. There's not a single person that wouldn't do something with that. I'd do something with that.
1: Yeah. The universe truly blessed us with that moment.
0: Yeah. And we've been on this ride raising our glasses high ever since. (laughs) And I am glad Sheena is out here defending herself and showing us the text. And it's like, nope. And I just did a podcast with Ryan Bailey from uh, So Bad It's Good. And he was Mm -hmm. talking about how his friend um, is like a really good friend of Sheena's. And she took screenshots and deleted so many messages from during filming, because she was so, I guess, upset or over it or whatever, allegedly, and sent them to Ryan's friend, and that led to, when she needed them back, asking for them back, and that's how they got the footage. No. Yes, because she sent them to her friends and, like, you know, just keep these just in case, but that's how they had it. Because she deleted them and was like, oh, didn't know I was going to need this because I didn't
1: know what you were going to put in there about me. (laughs) That is insane. Also, I have never deleted a text message ever just in case well, a needed. storage space. Yeah. I just have it all on the cloud. It's all there. Oh
0: my God. I, my phone is freezing up. Just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to offload all the time. Cause it's just like, Ooh, no, you never know. And you never know when you're going to need something. You never know. Uh, we could be in a Sheena moment. We have to tell the world. We didn't just show up. Okay. We were invited by the man who we thought we were dating. And I, don't like this feud between her and Dana. I wish that they could somehow join forces and realize that it's Max that's the asshole, not either of them.
1: It's so dumb. It's just more pitting women against women over boys who don't deserve it. A mediocre, racist asshole
0: of a man. Like, I hate to say it, but when I saw those tweets and stuff, I was neither shocked nor disappointed because I did not expect much from Max. (laughs)
1: No, they're he they're just the seems kind of rude boy. already. So, and Max and Brett or whatever the hell they look the exact same. Yeah, Can no. we, get, we can't get any diversity on this cast. No, apparently, not. Apparently, not. LA
0: like, is just the land.
1: <laughs> wand oh. like blonde dude? They just have yeah. to look like identical twins straight out of the womb. Like we, yeah, like yeah, we everybody looks anyone the same.
0: Out? <laughs> not to mention, I think Faces by Bravo said this, like, you know they have friends of other races. We've seen them back in the day. So where yeah. are these other people? Like, there are other people in LA. Other people in friend group.
1: I think that, you know, as much as I didn't love Faith, I would love to bring her back just to stir the pot. Why does she have to go? That's the best person to
0: have on the show because she I'm slept not- with the man who still engaged- cheated yeah. on his fiance. With this girl, why would you get rid of her? That's like exactly. the best person to keep.
1: Exactly. But now she's thriving on MTV. So good for you, Faith. I'm rooting I mean, for you. I mean, I guess, which is better, Cass. Yes. But still, she never should have had to leave. Because that's yeah.
0: just, And same with Billy Lee. I didn't think that, even though I may not have liked her personality, she had something. Like, she really she had something with us. And I don't understand why. where these people get off being like, I didn't like her. She was so rude. I'm like, it's Vanderpump Rules.
1: Yeah, we we all show to like
0: Asshole people. is the requirement.
1: When people are like, I don't like her. She needs to go. I just am saying, but do you like any of them? Like, do you genuinely right. like any of them? But do you want them all to be happy the whole time? Like,
0: even with Tamara and Vicky on OC, I don't know if we need both of them to go right away. Probably Vicky, because I'm over that. I just can't deal with it. It's too old for me. But Tamara, I'm just trying to figure out, like, we need someone to get the pot going and she definitely said that at BravoCon and I hate Tamra with my whole heart I would like her to leave but people she even said I showed up and I did my job and I was like and that right. you did Tamra and that yeah. you did you made everybody hate you and go hate watch it's like WWE they will cast villains like they will make a whole storyline around a person be a villain because sometimes it's necessary to get the, the ball rolling
1: <laughs> yes I completely agree
0: and it looks like on Vanderpump Rules, I don't know who they're trying to make the villain. It looks like it's both Stassi and Sandoval. <laughs> they oh. both. This was such. This was the most, the 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 quintessential Vanderpump Rules fight. There yeah. was, to me, no distinct right, no distinct wrong. Everyone handled it poorly. The moment you think someone has a point, they fumble the point, And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, you're just face palming the whole time. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. In public? Oh, my God. Like <laughs> You're cringing. This is unprofessional. It's a lot. I have theories about why this went down and how why I'm not on a, an actual side, though people are blindly supporting Stassi. And I'm just like, whew. You found the wrong one with me. Um, but let let me hear you. What do you what do you think? What did you think about this fight? If you believe it to be real, because I still don't believe it to be real, but sure, we'll bite. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I do not believe it to be 100 percent real. Um, I think Danny Pellegrino said on his podcast that why were the cameras at Stasi's house this early in the morning? Like, we never see this shit. Like, why would they be there? -hmm. So I think that's he made a really good point there, but here's my thing: Stassi asked the owner of this bar, Lisa Vanderpump, and Tom Schwartz or whatever, and probably a few other people if she could have her book deal there because, you know, they're all on the same show, (laughs) so that would make sense. And then Mm -hmm. I. I don't believe that there was a lack of staffing because that doesn't make sense for a bar of that caliber, but I hate, I only am taking Stasi's side because of the fact that Tom Sandoval was like, I'm not bartending. I'm an owner. Owners don't bartend, blah, blah, blah. My parents owned a bar for 19 years. Sometimes yes. if as an owner of a bar, Oh bar. yeah, I'm an owner
0: of anything. You do every job in the place.
1: So I do think it was set up, but that's the only reason I'm more Team Sa- Stassi. I'm leaning that way just because he was being ridiculous. <laughs> he was blaming her for not having a staff.
0: Oh right, okay, that all makes sense. So people have asked me a million times why I'm not directly on Stassi's side. And I, at the risk of having to copy and paste a novel to everyone in their DMs, half (laughs) of you people are mothers, I feel awful, you need to watch a child, you don't need to be listening to me. What I feel, beyond that this was not authentic, because, duh, like, there's no way this was authentic, because Sandoval and Schwartz's fight was completely pointless they said nothing to each other back and forth and all you hear like all you see is Schwartz getting more and more upset and then Katie getting more and more upset and I'm like but no one said anything yet like I'm trying to figure out where the angle the energy wasn't matching the dialogue and I was like this seems forced, and then Katie runs off, goes to get Stassi, like puts her on cue and goes, "Okay, go now, go, go." And then Stacy goes, "Oh, I dare you?" Like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, oh, "Okay, this seems very choreographed. Like out of nowhere, the spacing between Stassi and Tom felt very much like a stage play. Like there was, it, like they were both." facing camera you know what I mean like when you watch a stage whether like you're back and never be towards oh, the absolutely. audience and it felt very in the they were in the middle of the door like not even inside they were in the middle of the door they are
1: facing us and facing away at the same time
0: like yes, facing each other.
1: I felt, I did I agree with you I felt like they probably had little tape marks of where they should stand to where the acoustics are the best. Right. And it just seemed like Katie, this was her, it was like a cue thing. Cause Schwartz even tells her, "Uh,
0: you know, go. Cause it's Sandoval goes, go drink a glass of wine. And Tom goes, I love you, Bubba. Can you go and you help? Can you like, let me talk to Tom, please. But somehow that leads to, I'm going to bring Stassi up here instead of us talking alone, which to me it still should have only been between Tom and Tom. My thing, if I'm going to back up, I think that Stassi should have either done this entirely through Lisa or through Lisa, Schwartz, and Sandoval, simply because Sandoval and Schwartz undoubtedly have different roles in that restaurant, undoubtedly, because Schwartz is a lovable doofus. I don't think he does much in the place. So that being said, I do believe she went to her best friend's husband because that is her friend versus going to Sandoval. And she thought that would be enough. The reason why I don't blame either Stassi or Tom for this fight is because I think the person to blame is Schwartz. I actually think that Schwartz should have been the one, if Stassi was only going to go through her friend, that's fine. That's where she was more comfortable. Schwartz, to me, as a business person, as a co-owner, as a partner, at that walkthrough, he was not taking notes. I would have taken notes. And he could have been like, okay, so where do you want this? Where do you want that? Okay, so that's what you did. How many people did you charge? All right, let me talk to Tom because he handles X, Y, and Z. We'll touch base and I'll let you know. Like if he was going to be the point person, be the point person. Be that yeah. middle person. I don't think of him to be that person because I don't think he's that diligent. I do fully believe that Tom Sandoval it was probably the schedule person. Their bar is not open that early. So having people staffed at that time and later probably wasn't going to work. I get that. Do I think you should have texted Stassi? No, this does not concern her. She is the client. You could have rage texted Schwartz, like, why the fuck did you <laughs> do this and agree to this when you know we don't have anybody at this time? Because I think Schwartz yeah. got him up at, like, 6 or 2 a.m. And, like, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so said they couldn't make it in because that's what they do because they're owners and they have, to, they have to communicate with the staff. No, and then, like, they're like you know we can't come in that whole time I can't do six hours I can't do I don't think Schwartz knew to ask them if they could pull doubles I don't think he meant to ask them if they could do overtime which I don't know if they're even net positive to be pulling overtime yet four bars um for that kind of the mm-hmm. kind of hourly thing I don't think that that's happening yet for them but regardless if they are or aren't I don't think Schwartz was diligent enough to do the proper steps of having people come in three hours before they're normally open to yeah. staff at the same time and be there for when they're normally open. Cause that's also their bread and butter. I don't think that at all. So I think that if anything, Sandoval should not have texted Stasi that, but Stasi probably should have known better than to trust Schwartz solely with this project. But I think Lisa thought Tom and Tom will handle it. So she okay. didn't think she needed to do much. But Tom and Tom didn't handle it because she only went to one Tom. So I blame Schwartz the most in this because I don't think he is diligent enough to do all this. And not to mention, he's if just we're kind of, just going to keep it real, he's an idiot. <laughs> right, he's a lovable idiot. Like we know that, though. We've always been okay with that until it comes to business and money. But to be honest, Stassi went around Sandoval because I think she's never respected him. We see the way Kristen. Dogs out, James, when she was dating him. Dogs mm-hmm. out, Carter, when she was when she was dating him. And mm-hmm. how she financially takes care of everyone. We see how she vents to her friends about it. This dates back well before Vanderpump Rules, and we oh, yeah. Kristen and Sandoval were together five years. Yeah, you know Stasi has had a bone to pick with him since the Kristen days. Okay, we're talking a decade ago.
1: <laughs> how, so the, this is the only wrench in your theory, is. This- they had flashback scenes of Schwartz and Sandoval talking about Stasi's book club.
0: Yeah, so I saw those. But still, I don't see Schwartz being like, what do I need to do to make this happen? I just see Sandoval being not in the loop. Being yeah. like, I thought it was 15 people. And Schwartz like, oh, no, it's 50 to 60. Like, and this was three days before the event. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Schwartz dropped this ball.
1: Oh, I I think it should have
0: been an entire spreadsheet. As soon as Stassi told Lisa everything that they wanted, I think she should have just done it all through Lisa, and Lisa tells the boys what to do, which is what she does anyway. She tells them like little puppies, like "you go do this, you go do that." And I think Stassi deliberately did not want to go to Sandoval because she does not respect him at all. She went through her best friend's husband. That makes sense to me. I would too. My best friend, I know them. I know him. She yeah. went around Sandoval, and Sandoval refuses to be made to look like an idiot in his own bar by Stasi.
1: Yeah.
0: He I, was like, I will be damned if she's the one who makes me look like I don't have this shit together.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. and I, I think, think they
0: both right. reached their breaking point with each other, yeah. and I think that's what we were seeing. I think we we're seeing seven to ten years ago, and we're not seeing this bar. because if, yeah. I, I, You know what else I thought? If anything... As soon as Schwartz, if this would have gone down right, and Schwartz was behind the bar pouring beer and wine, which I don't think that was their menu that day, and I think that's what sandoval was annoyed about, like we promised people something, and if we can't deliver because there's no staff, well, look, that's right? my department, yeah, and that would I think that Schwartz would have been a hundred percent the one to be like well um uh, i don't I don't really handle the staffing that's kind of that's kind of Tom's thing that's not really me like I
1: Think Shorts would have done that a thousand percent. Oh and yeah, Tom I, knows that. Definitely <laughs> pieces that we didn't see. I mean, yeah, Jack yeah. doesn't even what? trust
0: Shorts to plan his bachelor
1: party by himself. I Did know you want him to take care of paying customers, sixty oh. of them. And but also, I felt like this was also staged to another level oh, because yeah. now, Tom and Tom are owners of this bar. They each have like five percent, which is close to nothing. But they're owners of this bar. Do we actually think they're there every day? Do we actually believe that they're doing anything other than lending their names? Because you know what's even funnier is,
0: and as Felisa said, is that they're basically just the face. That's all she bought was their name from them.
1: But like beyond that, isn't
0: Max the general manager? Yeah, why isn't he involved? So shouldn't this been between Stasi and Max? Every party I've ever thrown was between me and the manager.
1: Yeah, you never talk to the, like, owners directly unless it's a teeny, tiny little business.
0: Right. Or unless it's your best friend's husband. (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're telling Max, but Max should have been the one to be like, well, we're not going to have a staff, or we need to do this, or we can't have that. Like, what we can't do is this. I think Lisa just made them glorify managers. Like, they're managing partners.
1: Yeah. So,
0: and, like, they have right. stake because of sweat equity, but that's about it. Like, their job is to handle, you know, the day-to-day as if they were just regular managers.
1: <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way.
0: They're not-, <laughs> no, they're not owners. They're not Diana walking through and Guillermo walking through, telling people what not to do and what to do. No, mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, I'm not feeling well today, a.k.a. I'm hungover. Can I just come in later? I need to call out. They're that. they the call so out
1: people. That brings up the next point of vanderpump rules that drives me nuts why are we pretending that all these people still work there sheena is still pretending to work there full-time there's no so i've
0: heard that she okay so not full-time but i've heard she's there once a week like in real life because she
1: likes the attention oh okay i can believe like that. you
0: know what i mean like if anybody if if i, if I buy Morgan. that from anyone i buy that from sheena yeah apparently the she likes people here. coming in yeah. and requesting her section she loves it because they also are very nice to her. Like, they're never mean to her. They're not trying to run her around. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, yeah, I, I don't know why we're still trying to pretend that. I'm glad that they're not trying to force all of them on us because last year, them all asking Lisa to go on a wine trip on a private jet, I was like, there's no way you have access to a private jet and are still working for Lisa Marion the and have to ask exactly. like, It's just not happening.
1: Uh, You're going to go on your private jet, you're gonna buy these like ridiculous well, not you, but Randall's gonna buy you these ridiculously expensive shoes and clothes. And then the next day you're just gonna wake up early and go be a hostess? I don't think so.
0: There's I no, don't think so. There's no so. There's no, sense sense in my head. no, it's not happening. That's why it doesn't make sense in your head. <laughs> there's
1: just no there's no way.
0: You're not someone who has access to a Range Rover and a private jet and still has to work at a hostess stand
1: no oh also this might be an interesting piece of tea. remember when it came out that rand had bought that Range rover for someone else and then took it away from that girl and gave it to lala yes that girl was from utah and went to the same high school as me oh my god
0: right we're going to definitely be circling back to that one in a second
1: (laughs) yeah i had to bring that up otherwise i was gonna forget it yes lala from utah she's lauren from utah yeah lauren that's what we call her when we don't like her
0: salt lake (laughs) wow that's interesting that's wow. Okay, I need to simmer on that one for a second. We're we're coming back to that one when we when we start recording for the Patreon. I'm coming back to that because I have questions. Oh i yeah. you must have a type then. <laughs> Salt Lake City girls. Does she rap too? No. Oh man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Like I've always said, I don't. I also never understood why Lala's brother was left in Utah in his mom's basement when Lala has been out here booking real studio time for, like, the better half of three years. I have,
1: <laughs> I have no idea like no. we're
0: just now <laughs> seeing him in a studio. And she's like, he records music in my mom's basement. And she said it like she was proud of him for that kind of hustle in Utah. And I'm like, you've had access to L.A. for how many years? I know. You've had a whole team. We have watched your little posse where you parade all these black men behind you to every single like, little showcase. She's had so many showcases, no thing, nothing to show for it. And we've seen I her know. have 19,000 people in her posse come with her, producers and songwriters with actual credits, but your brother has been left in Utah. What kind <laughs> of sister are you? I know, right? Like what? So- Bring him out. At least put him up in a studio
1: in Utah. Why did you do that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have no words for her. I, she's one what a selfish of better, individual. Yeah. Well, she's another that kind of really fell from my good opinion because I thought she had a great first season. I did too. I was like, she, I, you know what she
0: needs? Her. She needs James. She's yeah. missing James. I think that when they were together and they were kind of nice, nasty, then they were like a team. It worked. The moment she got in with that click, it's like that's where everyone goes to die.
1: It it really is, yeah. Yeah. The it, witches, man, they're sucking works. the life out of you yeah. for real. Even they're sucking the life out of each other. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And yeah. the moving on.
0: Do you think this girl, Charlie, really has never had pasta? No, there's what a moron, like what an absolute like idiot. Like I work with, with actual small children. Oh, I, most of these children are vegan. Like I work with kids that are so advanced and yeah. them little nuggets love their pasta. <laughs> it is the only thing their parents will let them eat that is quote unquote bad. They'll come in with hummus and little peppers and grapes and cherries and kiwi and melon balls. And it's so cute. And all these little Tupperwares and they have to eat like 10 of each. And yeah. then the day they come on a thermos, the whole classroom just looks at them like, I want that. And they, like, love that mac and cheese shit. Even if it's gluten-free, they love that shit.
1: When I watched that scene, I said out loud, does she know what pasta is? Does she think she's (laughs) talking about drugs? Or, like, does she know what it is? Does she think it's something else? Especially
0: because her (laughs) reasoning was, I think it just stacks in your body. And it's my theory that it makes, it's the reason why she wanted to say is the reason why Americans are fat. Yeah. she didn't say that. She would have gotten like raked over the coals. So she, she said instead, "It's the reason people, the reason people gain weight. Yeah. It's like causes weight gain." I'm and like, wow, I'm like, you're the first you? person to ever realize that. Oh, that my carbs my God, my are not is good. good. <laughs> you never heard of moderation? Also, seven year old you did not care that it quote unquote stacks into your body and quote unquote makes you gain weight. And if seven year old did care about that, that is. You have a problem. There is a problem. Fat there. Fat. We need to talk about something at that. Yeah. If you're at seven, because I don't know how any kid survives ages three to eleven without butter noodles. It's just, it's not really happening. Or Kraft mac and cheese. Come on, I like kids noodles. are I'm so fat. fucking picky. There's no way. You know how many kids I do know that like literally can't function without chicken tenders or mac and cheese. Or buttered noodles. They don't know how to eat anything else. Because they're like, I don't know what the fuck that is. A four-year-old doesn't know what it is. They're like, I don't like that. What is I that th- thing? It looks like a tree? It looks weird. I don't want it. Give me
1: noodles. Give me butter. I am years old. And I still cannot live without chicken fingers, mac and cheese, and buttered noodles. Like, let's Exactly. And first of all, it actually sounds really great. And now I, I kind of want to go make some bow ties
0: and, like, just throw some olive oil and butter in that shit and be happy.
1: Oh, and Parmesan cheese?
0: That's oh, amazing. yeah. And if you and here's a tip, people, if you put your pasta in the pan instead of cooking it in a pot with four quarts of water, and you put it in a pan with a little bit of oil and just enough water to cover the noodles, boils in half of the time, and you literally all the water goes wet. It cooks oh, I, into the pasta, so you never have to drain it. Thank you, and you put a little bit of Parmesan cheese on the at the end. And, then and you add just, just a little was... bit of Parmesan cheese towards oh. the end and it makes a creamy cheesy sauce with
1: that starchy water and
0: it's perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. A tiny bit of balsamic vinegar change your life. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're doing that tonight.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is late where I am and I'm still gonna do it. So <laughs> I would too. I might. I might. <laughs> you know, I, I have such a refined palate if you couldn't tell.
1: I, me too. I'm like, um, hi, in and out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: high class over here and speaking of high class we can transition on over to the east coast with jersey and the high class ladies who are in the hamptons and i say that with all the sarcasm that
1: there possibly could be this the number one thing that was the most important about this episode is teresa said sandwiches correctly she's learning our little teresa's growing up like, Melania must have told her or something, but she said sandwiches correctly instead of and sandwiches. I still didn't know who, Char- who Charles Manson was. <laughs> One step
0: forward, six steps back. But, you know, we'll get there. I was laughing so hard during that scene. Oh, my God. So, Teresa and Marge, their fight, which I believe to be stupid, and Marge is now letting it go. Do you think she should let it go? Or should this be a conversation at a later date? Or is it just, like, she knows... Teresa's not budging off this, so she might as well stop or she's not going to have a friend in her. Honest to God,
1: I think it's all of the above. I think Marge is only letting up because Teresa's not. Like, Teresa's not interested in a conversation. She's not interested in seeing any other sides but her own. And Teresa's fully forgetting the fact that she threw a table at Danielle and called her a prostitution co-core.
0: I think that they... Danielle has something on Teresa. I agree. There's a reason and I, I think Teresa's sticking around so hard. Because she hasn't done this in the past. And I hope that this doesn't offend people. Which it shouldn't. Because it's natural to lots of people in America. And in the world. I think they had a fling. Danielle and Teresa. And I think it was done at a time where Joe was either in prison or at home. And I can't figure out which one would be worse.
1: I can see that. I really because I don't
0: understand what else would make Teresa feel like she has to protect this girl at all costs.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I can hundred percent see that. Honestly, especially with the way Danielle looks at her, she always like have my back. You know,
0: and she's like have my back. She has to look at her and go have my back. And she tells Marty, Teresa had my back. You would be proud. Yeah, I, I had her back. Like our agreement's being held up. Yeah, and I'm just like, no, no, this is weird. If you have to tell somebody to have your back, they don't have your back.
1: It's, I think it is messier than we know. Absolutely, I agree. And let's see.
0: Now we're in this Hamptons house, Jackie's giant house. Do you care that she's rich?
1: I love that she's rich. I don't care. I love it though. <laughs> love it for her. Good for her. I wish I was that rich. <laughs>
0: I wish I was that rich, too. I kind of agree with Jennifer, and I, I like Jennifer being super, super into it. I know it is so de I, I but every question Jennifer asks, I want it answered. I
1: am such a Jennifer stan. I, I like her now. Absolutely. I, I didn't dislike her last season, but I really like her now. I loved her. I loved her last season. I was like, this, oh, bit- yeah, no. yeah. this, this girl's great. I absolutely love her. So... But I, I agree. Everything she asked, I was like, yes, you are getting, like, you should be a journalist. These are the hard-hitting questions. Yes, and she I got are. them. She
0: got her up until the point of how many do you own? Yeah. <laughs> and I was, in, I was there for that. Like, mainly and, because Jackie has been rumored to be the richest housewife of all the franchises. That's and that really shocks me more than Monique Samuels, who is an NFL wife. Kyle Richards whose husband owns like one of the biggest real estate agencies in the country. Tinsley Mortimer LVP LVP, like, LVP. What? And I'm candy. blanking in Tinsley, in Tinsley right wrote, now like, Wait what? Trump's candy Does it... Candy really... She has so many songwriting credits. The woman is making money off of Destiny's Child Are you yep. kidding me? She has Beyonce money and you're telling me Jackie got more. I love it. I love it for her. So, yeah, I need to know. I have questions, too. So I hope and I think Jennifer said it on camera so that they can address it at the reunion because yeah. now it's been set on camera. So it's fair game. And Jennifer like, knows what she's doing. Is it stingy that Jackie didn't throw at least a better version of a pizza and basketball party versus her kids at her house? with one roll-up basketball hoop in the garage or the driveway and pizza from, like,
1: Pizza Hut? No. I Okay. I thought that was the stupidest thing to have a fight over. Kids like pizza. They like cake. They like any little present you'll throw their way. You could give them a rock and be like, hey, this is for you. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'll you. I'll play know. with it. <laughs> so... She's just doing what's going to make her kids happy. Do you think her kids are going to care if they have a $150,000 birthday party? I wouldn't. I don't know if they'll care, but I was. I, I do think that the kid just
0: wanted pizza and basketball and his friends. I definitely would see that. There yeah. are kids who don't even care if they have money or not. They just want to have fun with their friends. I've seen it. I see it all the time. I yeah. have done camp with some very, very wealthy little kids, and they come in with these beautiful snacks and lunches and stuff. The one kid they got the Lunchable, they want that
1: exactly they are
0: looking at it like why did they get to make their own pizza and I don't fix yeah. it and I'm like I, I can't mommy pack you this so eat the adamami <laughs> like you want some salt that's all I can do for you like and they love they love to, they call it adamami that's why I call it that but yeah. I'm just like she could have she couldn't have done it at the, like the community center like with the bigger basketball court like maybe gotten a tour of like the brooklyn nets or some some kind of basketball room where they could have more room more than just one hoop like maybe
1: pizza that wasn't pizza hut (laughs) i I just thought that was the such a minor detail to bring out it It is very
0: very minor but are you judging judging of course jackie wouldn't have had fresh homemade pizza because again she's not cut from the same cloth as Dolores and the old school Italians I hate that so much (laughs) it's so stupid and she's like maybe we don't we don't get each other we're not the same I'm like no one's the same like Melissa and Teresa could not be further apart but they still kind of came from the same background But they could not be further alike yeah are you kidding like Dolores and Teresa could not be further from alike but they're friends but they're still old school Italian like how is it working for all of them that they just blindly devoted to their husband and let them make all the decisions financially and otherwise oh how's it worked out for Dolores her whole man got disbarred and she didn't even know it's what yeah. Andy told her oh my god I, I loved that that moment. was crazy I, yeah. she's
1: like no he's but, a lawyer and I'm like oops no he's not of them like being blindly devoted to their husbands can we just talk about really quickly the whole montage of joe just being horrible to Teresa, and then cutting back to the girls and they're like it's how we were raised it's, how, it's just how, they are. It's it's so how we are so stupid
0: like i i can't even understand like why people don't realize that your life wasn't meant to be miserable i don't give a fuck about that culture no and it means you're me- not meant to live, live a miserable life especially not yeah. in front of your kids like that's stupid no i don't care what culture that is and I mean, I was raised with certain things that are acceptable, not acceptable, but I've made a very big decision in my mind. I'm not going to be miserable because you want me to, Yeah, because that works better for you. I feel no obligation to anybody and I've never felt freer.
1: Yeah. And I've seen like abusive relationships with my, my friends and not my family. Luckily, I have like a perfect family. But with my friends being in re- abusive relationships, and they're like, Yeah, he just calls me a bitch all the time. And I'm like, That's not normal. And that's not oh, okay. That's, that's not good. To, run to the fucking hills. I don't care how he was raised. It's not okay to call people names like that ever, especially no. someone I love. No, exactly. Then you don't love them.
0: But like, I also feel like someone who has a really weird and possibly abusive relationship with, few, with food is Jackie and this. it's really a tricky subject because I don't think they should be talking about it on the show, but there is probably something there. There is something there. I come from a food and eating disorder background and Jackie's relationship with food is flawed at the moment. There does seem to be like a little bit of reversion, but what people don't know is that you're never free of an eating disorder. It does plague you mentally every day. The food relationship, I used to dread waking up and having to go to my refrigerator. And I probably haven't dealt with my eating disorder in at least seven years. And I, I, it's still not something that I don't think about sometimes when I overeat or I'm just like, oh shit, I should have X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I don't want to look at that refrigerator and I don't want to see everything in it that I know I'm going to overeat. Like you, there's things that you will struggle with for the rest of your life as it is with any
1: other addiction.
0: People have,
1: it's a day-to-day struggle, hour to hour, really. And I think what people don't realize is a lot of people struggle with a form of an eating disorder, especially a lot of women in America. I know that I've struggled with food issues. Almost all my friends have struggled with food issues. It's such a bigger problem than people think it is. Just because you didn't like have to go to a rehab facility for anorexia or bulimia or binge eating doesn't mean that you haven't struggled with. Tastes of an eating disorder, pun intended. Right. Yes. And so I am glad that they're bringing it up in this forum because Jackie actually had a it very clear. serious. Yeah, she had a very serious eating disorder. She put it on her Instagram recently, of her looking skeletal thin, and she said these images scare the hell out of me. And I think that that was really brave, and I'm glad that they're bringing it up. But I also don't want them to be bugging her about it on camera because I think that's making it worse and I think that she's realizing like oh shit I am on camera I need to look good I need to look skinny her dad told right. her camera, it was worth it for you to almost I think she's thinking
0: that she's on camera and that she has to be refined like I can't look like they'll go from calling me eating disorder anorexic to fat and I don't want that like I think that is a lot yeah. of insecurities and anxieties that come with being on camera and the world questioning your body all of the time she sees what they say to her other castmates what they said to Jennifer when Jennifer wasn't even fat like I think that it does definitely plague you and toll with you and it is not fair because people are just so fucking stupid and rude but I think if anything if there was really a problem instead of them talking about it on camera as a topic same thing I said about Leanne with her thinking that she needed to commit suicide at Carrie's house Production should have said something. They should have sent them home. They should have had a conversation. That doesn't need to be a plot point. To me, that's not a plot. Like, that's not something that is entertaining. I don't want to be triggered by my own disorder with somebody else's. Like, that's not it for me. And I think it is,
1: I think Jackie's situation, she's not being like, oh, I had an eating disorder. Let's talk about it all the fucking time. Anytime they have a conversation, let's talk about it. They're doing it. Whereas Leanne was like, oh, yeah, we saw these elephants. They were broken. Just yes, like very good mm-hmm. Like, she's always bringing this shit up, and that's what I hate about it. Whereas Jackie was just like... Can we move on? Yeah, what, like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Like, that's... All. But yeah, like I understand. Uh, once you have an eating disorder, it is kind of always prevalent, and I'm sure that she's going through a lot of stress with the drama and filming, and I can't even imagine how stressful that would be. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some things some symptoms like reverting of course I think that oh would yeah and that happens a lot
0: whether she's on camera or off and oh god boy do i hate to end on that kind of a note but i think it's gonna be a great season <laughs> i'm <so excited laughs> they're too. filming the reunion right now so that's something to end on we'll end there they're filming the reunion Very as tight. we speak i think like the when this comes out it'll be the thursday before so they're filming the reunion and i cannot wait to see what that looks like and what happens And I, I'm I'm excited. And thank you, Samantha, so much for coming on. Of course. This was so fun. You were amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come on whenever. I'm about to say, duh, you have a podcast, but tell everyone where they can find you, where they can listen.
1: You can find me personally at Samantha Drinking. You can find the podcast slash meme page at Socially Drinking. And the podcast is available everywhere. It's called Socially Drinking
0: yes all right and for more about me and my memes and my bullshit and my gossipy posts you can follow (laughs) me everywhere at mixing with money and my and please do not forget to leave a little review nice things if you like me if you don't forget i even asked and um can't wait to listen to you to talk to you guys next week but right now, you can go to Patreon and subscribe, pledge, whatever, and listen to me and Samantha talk more about this Utah girl, um, her experiences with Bravo and run ins with Housewives or whatever, um, ratings, FOMO, questions I need answered, and so much more. But for now, stay mixy. And I'm going to carry us out with a little bit more of Ride With Me with uh, James Kennedy and La La Kent. Ghost folk. Y'all
1: yeah,
0: yeah, the people that like that.